To express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Each one writes history according to his convenience. That quote is from Jose Rivola, and one more quote for you all before we get started today. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. The true neighbor, true neighbor will risk his position, his prestige, and even his life for the welfare of others. In dangerous valleys and hazardous pathways, he will lift some bruised and beaten brother to a higher and more noble life. And that lengthy quote is from Martin Luther King Jr. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by both GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, be the Star You Are's awesome volunteers and I would want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Go to the events tab there to find exciting events we have coming up, and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. I'm Jovan Hundle, and today's Express Yourself is centered around the gift of convenience. For this first segment, we'll be reading two sections from our brand new anthology entitled Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. Both chapters offer much food for thought for a show like today's, where we'll be going over various topics relating to convenience. And first, we'll be reading a chapter by our excellent producer and actually Be the Star You Are founder, Cynthia Bryan. And without further ado, here's the chapter she penned, The Gift of Convenience by Cynthia Bryan. Water was streaming from the cabinet under the kitchen sink. Dang, another week. We had just recovered from a major remodel upstairs due to a toilet leak that occurred when we were on vacation. I sure as heck didn't need another catastrophe. I turned the water off, called my plumber, and put a towel over the sink with a large note. Water leak. Do not use faucet. It was two days before the faucet could be replaced, and in those 48 hours, my husband and I realized how many times a day we turn on the faucet to use the sink. We couldn't wash dishes, wipe the counters, or clean the vegetables. How we had taken for granted the convenience of running water. In actuality, how we take for granted all the conveniences we use, utilize daily. Flashback to the 1930s, when my mom was growing up in an old Victorian house on the grounds of the Bulu Winery in Rutherford, California. My grandfather had immigrated from the Italian part of Switzerland at the end of the 20th century to help run the winery. Twenty years later, he wrote to an acquaintance in Switzerland asking for one of his daughters to be his wife. Since survival was challenging in the old country, especially for women, his friend shipped his younger daughter off to America as a mail-order bride, with the hope that she'd have a better life. On the ship manifest, her occupation was listed as maid. My mother was the youngest of six children, birthed in rapid succession. As a child, her only toy was a sock doll made by my noni, which is a term for grandmother. 
Her clothes were all hand-me-downs from the older children, also fashioned by my nanny, out of flower sacks. There wasn't the convenience of a local shopping mall, nor did they have the money to order anything from the Sears catalog. The kids walked to the one-room schoolhouse barefoot, carrying their shoes, so they wouldn't wear out the soles too quickly. No fancy Air Jordans for this motley crew. This big three-story house had no running water, no indoor plumbing, no heating, and no electricity. Toilets were in a rickety wooden outhouse at the back of the property where rattlesnakes and black widow spiders hid. During the night, if anyone had to use the bathroom, a chamber pot stored under the bed was the toilet. As the youngest child, it was my mom's job to empty the chamber pots for the family in the morning. There was no supermarket to buy groceries. The family grew all of the vegetables, herbs, and fruit they would consume and foraged in the surrounding creeks and countryside for other edibles. At an early age, all of the children were trained to hunt and fish. The welder and ice box, an actual insulated box filled with ice blocks, was filled throughout the seasons with a variety of pigeons, quail, robins, frogs, turkeys, deer, and pheasants from the nearby woods. Fish, was caught, fish were caught and eaten on Fridays. Clothes were scrubbed on a washboard and hung out on a line in the garden to dry. Wood had to be chopped to keep the fires burning, and at bath time, Water was boiled over the open pit, and everyone took a bath one by one in the same water in the same order in which they were born. Convenience? There was none. Yet, the family was happy, and the stories they tell about their ragtag childhood could fill a book of humor. I often think about that big spooky house where I played as a child, and my noni's life as a maid whenever, whenever I start feeling that I'm overwhelmed with household chores. As hard as I work daily... It's nothing compared to the toil she endured raising six children without any conveniences. Technology has afforded us so many gadgets and gizmos to make life easier, swifter, and faster. We are infinitely spoiled and definitely assume our modern conveniences are entitlements. The average American house boasts at least two bathrooms, three bedrooms, a kitchen slash great room with a refrigerator, microwave, dishwasher, sink, oven, telephone, three televisions, and two cars in the garage. We don't have to cook over the fire, nor boil water to take a bath. We flush our toilets and don't empty chamber pots. With the flick of our computers, iPods, and other smart appliances to keep us connected, organized, and entertained. Uh, with the flick of our finger, we turn on lights, heaters, air conditioners, blenders, and fans, and own all those other sorts of devices and smart appliances as well. Google Earth lets us scan neighborhoods anywhere in the world. Drones deliver packages. FaceTime and Skype enable us to video chat. Echo's Alexa listen for our commands. And cars drive themselves. If we don't feel like cooking or don't know how to cook, we can shop online, buy fully prepared, healthy meals, order delivery, or feast at a fast food joint. We plant gardens because we want to, not because we have to. And most of us don't hunt game to feed our families. Uh, when we want to travel to another part of the globe, we book a ticket on a jet and only travel by ship for pure pleasure, not necessity. Artificial intelligence operates everywhere within our everyday existence. Millennials don't remember a time without all of these tools of expediency. We are steeped in comfort and convenience while waiting anxiously for the next exciting invention that will enhance and augment expediency. Uh, back to the future, I drove my car to the hardware store after quickly searching online for the best consumer kitchen faucet on the market that would be available for a rapid pickup. The plumber arrived at my house and installed the faucet within an hour. Voila, running hot and cold water plus a soap dispenser. Problem solved.
How grateful I am for all of our modern conveniences. Now, if only technology could figure out how to figure out a button to beat me across the world in 10 minutes without having to get on that cramped airplane, I'd be an even happier camper. And now for a small exercise that Cynthia has included with her chapter. Um, and the exercise is titled, Beam Me Up, Scotty. If you were a Star Trek fan, you understand how convenient it was to be beamed instantly to another portal. For this exercise, enjoy a friendly competition with one or more friends. Each person makes a list of all the things that have made our lives easier, swifter, safer, and more organized that weren't in existence 100 years ago. Have everyone read their list aloud and offer a prize to the person with the most conveniences. Discuss what have been the most important innovations and inventions of modern times. Be grateful that we are living in such a comfortable era for society. Extra points for writing down Dr. Fleming's 1928 accidental discovery of penicillin, Dr. Salk's 1953 announcement of his polio vaccine, or the recent drugs to treat HIV. Then, brainstorm ideas you'd like to see invented in the near future. This topic should encourage a lively conversation. Want to know what's on my list? Besides being able to beam myself across the world, tied for my number one dream innovations, would be the ability to clone myself and cure all cancers. Coming soon, I hope. Wow, I thought that was a really excellent chapter um, by Cynthia. I especially like how, um, and she also, she did this herself in her chapter and encouraged this as well in her activity, in that you should take the time to notice all those little conveniences around you that make your life, as she had said, um, easier, swifter, and safer. And not only just learn what those are, but reflect on how life would be if you didn't have those conveniences. And especially just take the time to understand that when people, and definitely your own ancestors, as she talked about her grandmother uh, specifically in this chapter, how they all lived without these conveniences. And then knowing what you know about your ancestors, so how she was talking about how her grandma raised six kids um, while being a maid, um, just trying to put into context how life really would have been with all the struggles that they already faced and then thinking about how they would live their life completely differently than how we live it today, uh, just by the mere fact that we live in a more advanced time with different advancements. Um, and yeah, so I just thought that was a really excellent chapter by Cynthia and that she reflected on all that and talked, also looked towards the future and s discussed uh, some innovations that would obviously um, and humongously help people in the future, yeah. And so now for our second chapter, this one's actually also part of the same anthology as Cynthia's was, our most recent anthology for the Be the Star You Are collection. Um, this one was actually written by me, and it's entitled The Gift of Appreciation. I consider myself extremely lucky to have various privileges such as growing up in America and having a strong support system. Without the hard work of others, however, I would not be in a position to have such a claim. I'm thankful to be able to write this chapter and share my story. When my grandparents immigrated to America in the early 1970s, they were only able to do so through a new immigration policy America had adopted just a few years earlier in 1968. They were forced to leave their only child, at the time, uh, my mother, for over a year in India. My grandparents recognized the daunting task ahead of them. They were moving to a brand new country with a mere $8 in disposable income. My grandpa worked as a geography teacher in India, but was unable to teach in America due to the lack of teaching opportunities and his unfamiliarity with the content taught in this new country. They had distant relatives who graciously aided them in San Francisco in the beginning, but because of rising living costs, they needed to relocate. Luckily, they were able to find an affordable rental in the Central Valley where they would soon make their home. 
To support their family, my grandpa took a job at Procter & Gamble and farmed a relatively large plot of land. My grandma worked as a domestic servant and took odd jobs, including at a local cannery. At the same time, both helped raise a family that would grow to four children over the next decade. One of my grandma's sisters immigrated a few years later and moved in right next door. She unexpectedly became a widow before she was 35. Filled with grief, she relied on her Sikh faith and our family to help her cope. My grandparents took an active role in raising my two aunts, a kindness I greatly admire. My grandma firmly believes in karma. She trusts that God is going to reward those who deserve it. Their benevolence and hard work has resulted in positive karma. They were able to purchase their own home, where they still happily live to this day. They were able to buy a small plot of land where my grandpa farms and takes his dog on daily walks. Most importantly, their four children and seven grandchildren are happy and healthy. Through the story of their experiences, my grandparents have instilled in me many critical values. If you look up the dictionary definition of dedication, you may just see a smiling picture of them. Though they are both in their 70s, they still work industriously. My grandpa works in the fields, and my grandma works in a cannery with her sisters. After being exposed to the work ethic of my grandparents, I can honestly say that I feel equipped with the proper tools to succeed in life. Most millennials can attribute much of what we had today to the labor, suffering, and hard work of our elders and those generations who came even before that. Because of the generosity, gifts, and opportunities bestowed upon them from others, my grandparents were in a position to help their family. The same appreciation can be applied to their forefathers and their forefathers before them. My sincerest appreciation goes to my grandparents for helping me become the individual I am today. Pass the karma forward. Now for a short activity entitled With Appreciation. (coughs) Write a handwritten thank you note to someone who has helped you accomplish a goal. Tell the person how they inspired you and what it meant to you. Show your sincerest appreciation. Post it with gratitude in your heart, then help someone else succeed. The best way to appreciate everything others have done for you is to continue to use their gifts. Pass it on. And now for one little parting thought, a quote from Mother Teresa. There is more hunger in the world for love and appreciation than for bread. Well, and so yeah, I thought it would be a really interesting exercise to uh, pair that appreciation chapter I had penned Um, for our most recent anthology, along with the convenience chapter that Cynthia had penned for the anthology, just because I feel that a lot of the concepts that I went over in my appreciation chapter, specifically the things that I um, displayed my appreciation for, uh, you can also sort of put those under the umbrella of appreciation. You know, when we think of appreciation, a lot of times we just think of new technological innovations, whether it's a microwave, whether it's um, laundry machines, all those sorts, or a new car. All these sorts of new technological innovations are usually what we think of when we talk about conveniences. But the fact of the matter is that even just for me, um, speaking in like this appreciation chapter, uh, when I reflected on just the thought of conveniences and the whole concept of it, uh, something that came in mind was definitely my grandparents' and parents' immigration stories and the benefits of that led to me uh, now in my life. And so I think that we do a disservice to ourselves when we limit something like convenience just to those technological innovations or just to any one particular uh, group of things. Because in reality, I think we can all agree that conveniences are really the things that we can find all around us. And that's definitely not just limited to the tangible things. And so, yeah, that's why I thought those uh, two chapters would work well together. And I'd also like to thank Cynthia for contributing her excellent chapter on convenience. 
um, an audience. If you appreciated either one of our chapters, or hopefully both of them, um, make sure to pick up our brand new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts of Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. Uh, you can pick it up at CynthiaBryan.com slash online store, at Amazon, or at other book retailers. Um, unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but audience, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program. Be The Star You Are desperately needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund is an ongoing outreach program to help survivors of natural disasters. We need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to victims. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. And you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. I'm Joven Hundle, and you've been watching today's Gift of Convenience-themed edition of Express Yourself Teen Radio, brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. During the break, make sure to watch BTSYA's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur, and check out our site at btsya.org. Make sure to stick around as we continue our show on the Gift of Convenience. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Empowerment. I'm Joven Hundle on Express Yourself Teen Radio, and today's show is all about the gift of convenience. For this segment, I'm actually going to be bringing back my segment, World Watch with Joven, for a special convenience-themed edition. Now, when I sat down to try and determine what I should talk about for this World Watch segment, 
I racked my brain thinking of potential topics. I thought back to that morning and about all the conveniences I could talk about that I had enjoyed that day alone. From waking up when my alarm clock went off, as opposed to sleeping in or waking up when the roosters outside went cock-a-doodle-doo, to having an electric toothbrush on standby ready for my use to keep my hygiene up. From the toaster that I used during breakfast to the shower that I went in afterwards, I couldn't go a single half hour in my life without coming up with an entire list of advancements and conveniences that significantly aided my life in that half hour alone. And even just those are just the technological conveniences that I went over briefly in the last segment. That leaves out so, so much of the less tangible or more long-term conveniences that go far beyond that half hour. So I began thinking to myself about what all this meant. The very concept of convenience is rather straightforward. We consistently seek out new innovative methods of living our lives or completing random tasks or inventions or just a better life for our offspring in order to do everything that we might already be doing or uh, might already be planning to do or perhaps even a little more in an easier way. And usually when you hear that, an easier way, it entails not just putting less effort into something or making something maybe um, less of a physical toll on yourself, but usually it means less time. And so with that in mind, I figure I'd dedicate this segment to discussing the results of all those conveniences, aka more time, and what we can do with it. Something that immediately came to mind for me is something that I've been trying to make myself do a little more, which is keeping a journal. Now, this can obviously occur in many different ways. It can amount to more of just a schedule or calendar of everything you're going to be doing on a particular day or a particular month. Or it could be a comprehensive diary of everything you've done in a day. It could even just be a semi-regular compilation of random thoughts or ideas that you've had. When I thought about um, different types of potential journals, one that immediately came to mind for me was this assignment that we actually just had to do a couple months ago in my psychology class, um, an activity that was titled a gratitude journal. So basically, in this gratitude journal, for an entire month, my teacher wanted us to write down at the end of each day one low point for us from that day, one high point for us from that day, uh, one nice deed that we did for that day, one thing that we'd want to change for that day, and then one thing that we are appreciative for from that day. In addition to that, each of those five things that we had to do for every single day, he also sprinkled in about 15 to 20 other things to do for that month. For example, um, there were 10 quotes that we had to compile into that journal of different quotes that we lived our life by for that month. There was something about... Um, things that we wanted to change that happen overall on the entire month or just on any particular day. And so over the course of keeping this gratitude journal, since we had to be updating it every single night, and then we finally turn in the entire thing at the end of the month, I realized that it was a really useful exercise for me, not just having like this record of what I had been doing, but it provided a good like emotional reflection for myself on maybe things that I could be doing differently. So it helped me realize some like patterns in my life that, oh, maybe I'm taking too much time doing this. Maybe I should be devoting more time to doing something like this instead. Maybe since in the category of things I'd like to be changing, I noticed a common trend. And so I worked um, on myself in the very next month to try and erase that trend and keep that change column uh, free of that fact. So I thought it was a really useful exercise and determining things that either we want to change about ourselves or, even more importantly, things we want to know about ourselves. 
And then, uh, for example, another different example of a journal that you could do is obviously, just like how I said before, a schedule or calendar. Uh, this is just to keep you more organized. And believe me, there are many, many studies out there that show that if you keep a schedule or a detailed calendar of everything you're doing in a day, or if it, you want to be a little more broad, you could just be major events you have going on that week or even just that month. If you keep a schedule like this, not only will you be less likely to forget about something you have to do and end up missing it all together, it also helps you keep a more organized mind and know what you have ahead, and then you can go on to how you want to actually accomplish those goals. Maybe how much time you want to devote every day to something. Maybe what, how many times a week you want to do a various activity. It helps you understand how you want to get through the stuff that you would already be going through in your life in a more cohesive and organized way so that you can come out of it more, um, not only just organized, but make sure that you have everything on track for yourself. And hopefully when you keep schedules like that, it can also result in you noticing that you actually have even more free time then once you put everything in a way that makes it more easy to understand. Um, another journal type uh, little thing that this reminded me of was something that my school actually did for us last year which is that it provided all of us at the beginning of the year with a planner. And so this is somewhat related to the schedule and calendar, like I was saying before. Um, a lot of our teachers recommended that we put in all the, you know, the homework and the projects that we had on like the days that they assigned it to us and days it would just do. But something else I found pretty interesting about this um, planner was the fact that it would have like different trivia facts about each day. And so with all these different like little trivia facts based on each day and other little information and little tidbits that it would have um, in this planner, I thought it was a pretty another useful exercise to make it so that even when you aren't necessarily um, in that school setting, you can still always be learning and still always be opening up your mind to different things around you. And then another uh, use for something like a journal would be another thing that I mentioned before of a diary. And so this obviously there's a bunch of different stigmas attached to diaries. They've obviously been used in media and like movies and TV shows for a ton of different stuff. But at its core, all you really need in a diary is just whatever you either want to remember from that day or just something that you want to kind of get out of your head. Now this could mean you want to, you might want to vent about something, you might want to rant about something. Or you might just have something up there that you really need to get off your chest. And a great way to do that is through the written word. And so if you have a diary, you can, again, use it for just keeping a record of everything you have done in a day, just so that you can look back on it later on, maybe notice some patterns about yourself, maybe just remember if that was you know, a particularly good day for you, all that kind of stuff. But then you can also use it to, uh, like how I was saying, um, just anything that you need to get off your chest that could also be very therapeutic for yourself even just to be able to get that off your chest. Now, obviously, this isn't, this isn't necessarily the best way for everyone. Everyone sort of has to find those on their own. For example, some people might find it easier to rant, for, rant to a friend or vent in that sort of way. But whenever you need to get something off your chest, a diary is definitely always an option for you. And remember that you don't always necessarily need to go out and like purchase something for this. A simple piece of lined paper can even work well for this. And then finally, I thought another interesting use for something like a journal would be a notebook. Now this, I remember reading about how different authors, uh, I think Dr. Seuss did this, where he would keep this like notebook around for him, and then every time he thought of a rhyme or a particular new idea, he would immediately jot out his notebook, take a pen, 
um, and jot down this idea before he forgot it. And I thought that this was an interesting thing to do just because I do something similar already on the Notes app on my iPhone. So basically, if I ever just think of something that I want to remember, something that I immediately want to write down so I don't forget, then I, I just usually tend to whip out my phone, go on my Notes app, and type it right in. I think I'm actually up to like 600 Notes in that app or something crazy like that. Uh, but yeah, I also think it's another different little, I guess, semi-therapeutic way of just anything you want to keep track of. And next, I wanted to talk about something that should be rather self-explanatory, but for, some re- for whatever reason, many of us could really use to hear again, and that's sleep. When we have all these modern conveniences, we tend to just fill that time up with things that we don't necessarily need to be filling it up with. And so if we think about using our extra time for sleep, that could obviously provide countless benefits for us. There's many different studies out there about the benefits of sleep, and even more studies out there about the American population's uh, lack of sleep. Now, this could be just because um, for teens, a lot of times it's related to phone use at night and phones then being uh, too much of a, a distraction to let us go to sleep in peace. For adults, it could be a host of different reasons, and phone use is definitely an increasing trend among that population as well. Um, but this is definitely something that I feel a lot of us should always be working towards. There's obviously tons of physical benefits and mental benefits to getting more sleep. And if we have all that extra time, it's definitely a great way to uh, use it. And this obviously doesn't necessarily have to be during uh, during um, the night, whether it's just during the day when you have a couple extra minutes, whether it's um, maybe right after you've completed a particularly grueling task during the day, um, taking a nap or something along those lines has definitely proven to provide tons of psychological, physical, and other mental benefits for you. Um, Another thing that you can fill up the extra time with is just community service. I remember when my school um, started encouraging us to do more community service activities and provided us different lists of things in our area that needed more help. It was really eye-opening to me on just how many opportunities there are around you to get involved and help out the community. You know, we don't necessarily have to when you think about volunteering, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, go travel to another country and help a impoverished community. It could be as simple as just volunteering an hour or two of your time at a local animal shelter, or homeless shelter, or blood bank even. And so there's definitely a lot of different opportunities around you that I'm sure you might not even know about right now. So taking the time to go explore those opportunities is definitely a great way to get involved. Uh, one thing that immediately comes to mind is just Great Nonprofits, which is a website that um, Be The Star You Are is actually listed as a great nonprofit on. And these sorts of websites can definitely be a great tool to get more involved in your community and finding out different ways to do that. Um, another thing that is definitely an option is just picking up a new hobby. Hobbies are also different things that have plenty of psychological benefits. If you find something that you both enjoy and is even potentially even educational. These sorts of things can definitely be a great way to start spending your time in not only a more productive way, but one that can also even end up feeling more fulfilling. And so, yeah, I just thought that that would be an interesting um, thing to do for this convenience-related segment in that once we get past all those conveniences and end up with all that extra time in our days, then we can use those time for a host of different endeavors. And I hope you all... Uh, maybe th- found something in this segment that you related to. Um, but sadly, we are out of time for this segment, but make sure to stick around, though, as we'll be continuing with the gift of convenience on the next segment. 
I'm Jovan Handel, and remember to pick up a copy of our newest anthology. The book is called Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Gifts with Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, and you can find it on CynthiaBryan.com slash online store with a hyphen in between online and store. You can also find it on Amazon or other book retailers. Make sure to also visit BeTheStarYouAre.org for more, for more information about Express Yourself and BTSYA. Make sure to also keep listening as our show on the gift of convenience continues. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. My name is Joven Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. This edition of Express Yourself is all about the gift of convenience. And for this segment, we have a special treat for you all. Our newest reporter here on Express Yourself, who's actually my younger cousin, Arjun Claire, will be returning for his second-ever edition of his segment, Innovation Nation. Take it away, Arjun. Hi, everyone. My name is Arjun Claire, and I'm happy to be coming to you again with another edition of Innovation Nation. Today's theme is convenience. And if you were to take a small pause, just a moment, to just think about and recognize all the conveniences which are right in front of our faces, I think you'll be very surprised at how many are interwoven into our our everyday lives and how we just take them for granted. Let me just share a small list which I threw together really quickly. 
There's tools and packaging. And then there's microwaves, washing machines, dishwashers, and kitchen appliances. There's remote controls, rolling suitcases, water bottles, the internet, Amazon, mobile phones, text messaging, apps like Uber and Lyft and even Google Maps. Then there's the Internet of Things, such as door locks that can be opened by apps on our phones, smart light bulbs and thermostats, and cameras which allow you to monitor your home or business at all times of day. And there are so many more. But today, I'm going to focus on one I mentioned near the beginning of that list, and that is packaging. Now, you might be thinking, wait, packaging and innovation? That sounds kind of boring. But if you take a moment to think about the innovation in packaging, specifically food packaging, you realize that not only do we genuinely just take it for granted, but it has completely changed our lives, and it's amazingly convenient for us. The world would be a totally different place if it wasn't for innovations that have gone into the packaging of food. Now, if we ask ourselves the question, well, what is food packaging even used for? We may say to allow food to be branded, advertised, and transported, and that's all true. But the technology around food packaging also allows for the preservation of food so that it doesn't even spoil. Way back in time, to just before the early 1800s, people used many different types of methods to preserve their food. And what you may not be aware of was that it was Napoleon and the French government who offered a reward to anyone who could figure out how to preserve food longer. They wanted this so that there was a more effective way to feed their troops. And so a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Appert discovered that food sealed in a jar and boiled would keep longer. It wasn't long after that, in 1812, that Englishman Brian Donkin took this concept even further and invented the tin can for canned foods as we pretty much know them today. Canned foods were a huge innovation because they now allowed food to be preserved for a very long period of time. If you fast forward to today, food packaging comes in all different shapes and sizes, and the technology and innovation that's gone into it is completely mind-boggling. Take MREs, for example. MRE stand for Meals Ready to Eat and are designed for troops to be able to eat them without any preparation at all and meet their nutritional and caloric needs. Today, MREs are even used during emergencies to feed people in disaster situations. They come in a variety of over 20 dishes and are super easy to transport. Another amazing example of innovative packaging is something I think most everyone pulls off the shelf when they go to a grocery store, but you're probably not even aware of it. It's something called Tetra Pak. Tetra Pak is the largest food packaging company in the world by sales. And their technology allows for longer preservation, storage, and distribution of food. Their packaging looks like a simple cardboard carton. But there's a whole lot of technology behind that package, which keeps out light and oxygen. And it's designed to be strong and convenient to transport and use. So let me leave you with a few fun facts regarding food packaging. Did you know that the first egg carton was actually just made of newspaper? Now, I mentioned that canned food wasn't invented until the year 1810. Well, the can opener wasn't invented for another 65 years in 1875. And did you know 
in less developed countries, as much as 50% of the food doesn't even reach consumers due to lack of sophisticated packaging and distribution. Here's another fun one. Did you know that wine bottles are normally 750 milliliters in size because it's the average capacity of a glass blower's lungs? And that one recycled glass bottle says enough energy to power a computer for 25 whole minutes? Now you can probably guess that plastic is the most widely used food packaging material. But were you aware that 78 million metric tons of plastic packaging is produced globally each year, and yet only 14% of it is actually recycled? And guess what? 9 million tons of plastic escapes collection and flows into our oceans annually. And here's one that might make you think of using a reusable water bottle of some type. Did you know that the expiration date on a bottle of water is not for the water, but rather for the plastic bottle, which will start to leach chemicals into the water? So there you have it, innovation around food packaging. It's all around us. We put our hands on it all the time, but we don't think about it much. And that's actually great news to the food and beverage manufacturers because it's by design. They don't want us to really notice the packaging, beyond the branding, of course. They just want it to be ultra convenient for us to consume their products. Wow, that was a really great segment. Yeah, I can definitely um, say I've never uh, thought about food packaging um, that much before, but I definitely learned a lot in that in your segment that I definitely did not know before. And so um, you mentioned the amount of like plastics which are entering the oceans because they aren't being captured. Um, for example, it comes to mind like the Pacific Garbage Patch and all the plastic food packaging that I'm sure uh, goes in there. Uh, what are some innovations that are being made in packaging today that can address that? Of course. Well, right now, there is a lot of focus on using sustainable, recyclable, and biodegradable materials for packaging. The importance, obviously, being to reduce waste and the negative impact on our environment. One big area that has received a lot of attention are straws. These tubes of plastic, which are quite literally a one-time-use convenience. And what's crazy is that Americans use between 200 to 400 million straws a day. So yeah, about 1.5 to 3 billion straws per week. So that's a really big problem because plastic isn't biodegradable at all. And after these things are being used just once, they end up in landfills or even in the ocean. So there are a lot of people who have been working to solve this problem. And they came up with straws made of paper. And And these have been around for a short while. But just recently, a company has come up with a straw that's made out of seaweed, something that grows quickly and in abundance, especially when compared to trees, and totally biodegrades within a couple of weeks, even when, subber- even when submerged in water. So yeah, that's a really cool innovation, which allows us to keep the convenience of straws, but is much, much safer to our, to, for our environment. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and it reminds me of um, what happened a couple months ago. Maybe it was closer to a year ago now. I can't remember. But when there was that whole social media craze against using plastic straws, and there were all those um, pictures being promoted about how all these plastic straws are killing a lot of sea turtles, and all these things went viral, and people started talking about how they're going to be using less of those and more of those reusable-type straws, or hopefully, as you were just talking about, maybe um, those seaweed straws. And so... um, 
What are some ways then in which individual people can work to decrease their own uh, maybe like plastic consumption or just overall uh, help reduce their waste from food packaging? Great question. Well, there are several ways we can help. For example, one way is to place ownership on the manufacturing companies like they have in Europe. As of 1994, the European Union requires manufacturing companies to take back and recycle at least 60% of their packaging waste, including that used for food items. This takes some of the burden off of their packaging, off the consumers and local communities. But right now, I don't believe any such incentive for reducing packaging exists for manufacturers in the U.S. or Canada. Another one is one that I mentioned in my last fun fact. Using reusable stainless steel drink bottles instead of individual plastic ones or drink boxes is much, much better for our environment. Even buying fresh fruits and vegetables instead of canned or frozen ones is better for our environment. Although you might be sacrificing convenience, it is for a very good reason. Another thing is buying in bulk. Although individual smaller containers or wrapped items are much more convenient, however, they cause a lot more waste. If you think it, you can think about it like individually wrapped cheese. Interesting. And so you also mentioned um, MREs or meals ready to eat. Uh, can you share more about what exactly those are and how they're different than you know just normal meals? Sure. Well, there are currently 24 different varieties of MREs. And one MRE is a complete meal and contains an entree, a side dish, a cracker or some bread, some spread, a dessert, some candy, a beverage, which are normally Gatorade-like drink mixes, cocoa, teas and coffee, and some seasoning, something called a FRH flameless ration heater, which is used to heat up the entree and some accessories such as a spoon, matches, creamer, sugar, salt, and some chewing gum. Each MRE provides an average of 1,250 calories, with about 50% of it being carbs. And that adds up to about one-third of the military-recommended daily allowance of vitamins and minerals. So a full day's worth of meals would consist of three MREs. Some MRE menu items currently include things like beef ravioli and meat sauce, hash browns, potatoes with bacon, a chicken bowl burrito, and there are some vegetarian options also like creamy spinach fettuccine, cheese tortellini and pasta sauce, and vegetable crumbles with pasta. Interesting. And, you know, that makes me think about a lot of, you know, those different types of food packaging. I remember going to, like, museums when I was younger, and I would be, like, amazed in the gift shop where they would have, you know, those, like, astronaut-ready foods that they would send um, astronauts up in space, and then it would be in that, like, special packaging for us down here on Earth and everything. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely, like how you're saying, a lot of different ways of food packaging that we usually don't think about. Um, and so you also talked about canned food. Can you tell us a little more about those? Of course. So canned foods make both the transportation of food convenient and much safer. And they also allow for the preservation of food for a longer time period. In fact, food in a can usually has an expiration date in the range of one to four years. But if the food is kept in a cool, dark place and the can it is in is in good condition, meaning that it has no dents, then the shelf life can even double. Interestingly, here's another fun fact. In 1974, food samples were taken from cans found on a steamboat, which sank nearly 100 years prior. 
and it was found to be completely safe to eat. Of course, you wouldn't want to eat it. It looked horrible, smelled worse, and was void of any vitamin content. But scientifically, it was absolutely safe to eat. Interesting. Um, and you know, I was thinking about something that you said a little while ago when you were talking about how, for example, in the European Union, they've been putting a lot of um, more pressure on different corporations to change the way that they package food in order to decrease waste. And so it got me thinking about, you know, like different consumer movements to um, make it so that, you know, like more ethical standards and all that are introduced into a lot of these different industries. And so, for example, I thought of, um, you know, like when you'll see on different like chocolate packaging and there'll be like a sticker that says fair trade so that you know that, oh, um, child waivers in Africa aren't the ones who are picking these cocoa beans and all that sort of stuff, that these are ethically sourced. And so I wanted to um, get your opinion on if these sorts of like consumer movements would be a good thing as ways to address some of the problems that you talked about, whether it's with, you know, like the reusable straws, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, what do you think would be a good way to address that? And would, for example, consumer movements be one of those ways? Um, I think consumer movements would be a great way to do that because if you place the ownership on the manufacturing companies, then you force them to take back some of their waste, which would either be going into just landfills and not being recycled or even into our oceans. So what you mentioned was a great way. And another way is to just make laws to enforce the manufacturing companies to take back more of the waste that they produce. Yeah, for sure. I think those are definitely a lot of great ideas you've got there. And, uh, um, yeah, it was also making me think of when you're talking about, you know, like the meals uh, ready to eat, for example, for soldiers. It got me thinking of, you know, about how there's all those different, uh, like, Internet companies today where they'll just mail you, like, a completely pre-made, uh, like, ready-made meal. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on maybe, you know, companies like that where you could just, like, sign up for one of those meal order plans depending on, you know, if you're on, like, a diet or even if you just don't want to cook. And then um, you can get, like, every single day or maybe a couple times a week, uh, you could get these meals that basically you could just come home, maybe warm them in the microwave or maybe you just have to do about 10, 15 minutes of prep. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, food packaging in that sense as well. Well, of course, that's a huge innovation as well. I mean, n before, no one would have thought to pack a bunch of organic goods into a box and mail it to someone's house with instructions on how to make it. But it was a need and it was addressed because some people didn't know how to cook or they didn't want to go out to the grocery store and buy food. So that's an, a great innovation because it allows people to just make food at home with recipes and all the ingredients with them. And they know that it's completely safe to eat because all the ingredients have been picked beforehand. So it is very convenient for everyone, and it's a great innovation. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I was also thinking about how when you're talking in your segment about water bottles and plastic water bottles and how it's definitely um, a much more environmentally sustainable a method to promote the use of reusable water bottles. And it got me thinking about how, you know, even if just walking around in high school and seeing everyone, you know, with like hydro flasks or, um, you know, like swell water bottles, then are those also a great way to sort of decrease our own um, footprints on the environment by promoting, you know, reusable versions of stuff that we're already going to end up using, in this case, like a water bottle? Of course, they are, because... 
if you use a reusable water bottle, you're emptying less and less plastic into our oceans and landfills. And so it's very helpful because uh, although water bottles are much more convenient for people, they buy them, put them in the fridge, and just take them on a go instead of having to fill up a reusable one, they are much, much worse for our environment. And so that's where reusable water bottles come in because they, it's so much, although it might not be as convenient, it is much, much better for our environment to use those. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's definitely good to see um, a lot of teenagers, you know, using these sorts of reusable waters and all that, because whether intentional or not, they're uh, decreasing um, their plastic waste by at least a little per person by not using those plastic water bottles. Of course. And um, yeah, so then I also wanted to ask, you know, just about, you know, those rise of different um, other apps, you know, whether it's like Uber Eats or DoorDash, where you can get food delivered. Are these also, um, you know, like different innovations in food packaging to keep those meals, you know, like warm and just ready to eat as soon as you open? Well, yeah, I think they are good innovations because kind of like the ready meals that would get mailed to your house, it's something that people addressed as a need and they came up with a solution for. And so, People might not want to go out and drive. They might want to hang out with their friends or maybe they're watching like a football game or something. And so Uber Eats and Postmates and stuff like that, those kind of apps, are really good for um, – they're, they're really good innovations and they really help people. And in accordance to food packaging, I don't think it's as much an innovation for food packaging as much as it is a convenience for people. Definitely. And yeah, I wanted to thank you, Arjun, for appearing on the show today. It's been great discussing the theme of convenience with you on our show. And I definitely learned a lot from your segment. Um, unfortunately, however, that is all the time we have for today. As always, we do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Uh, thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Joven Hundle, and you've been listening to Express Yourself an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. And until next week, remember, appreciate all the conveniences around you. Be kind, be queer, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars to shine between the lines if you would let yourself